Hey guys, it's Alex from Alpha Comics and Games. I am interrupting your regularly scheduled quid pro roll episode to let you know that not only do we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers, where you can get access to some really cool additional quid pro roll content, but we also have quid pro roll content available now at Alpha Comics and Games in Willow Lawn. If you ever want to check us out, we'd love to see you. And now, you know, on to the episode and all. Thank you guys so much for listening. about what the status of the thing actually is okay of the the orphanage the status of the thing the status uh, of the thing that's the name of the episode this is quid pro roll a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world Well, howdy, listeners. Uh, this is not how I expected things to turn out. Uh, Aoa and I are holed up in the bunker cells of Daily Crier. And whatever those creatures are, most of them were destroyed in the explosion. But I can hear some still prowling around. Is this area sustainable for you? I'll need to figure out food eventually. But I have a, a endless water skin, so... I will provide light. It is dark down here. Anyway, Solonar discovers his murderous friends have skipped town. Johannes returns with an entire popcorn sponsorship contract. Uh, for really as many orphans as he can get to. Koza sends a non-saucy letter ahead to the Cinderdale, checking to see if uh, their efforts are even necessary. And Boat, well, Boat's having an interesting time. Listeners, I, uh... I don't know how well I'll be able to keep you informed from here. But, I'll try. We'll try. I feel uncertain. We'll get out of this one. Somehow. And as always, y'all take care now. After saying your goodbyes to Sophia and the friends that you've made in Tinkerhaven, and dropping off an anonymous yet suspiciously large bundle of money at the guard captain, well, the house of the former guard captain, you begin your journey to the west towards Alaria. What are we going to tell Lord Alden when we get back? Well, of, of course we're going to tell Alden about everything that we did leading up to t- uh, seeing my dad, you know, traveling down the Azrai River and the whole situation with the river serpent and all of that stuff. It feels like it was forever ago. I know. It's This has been a long section of journey, y'all. <laughs> a long arc, you might say. <laughs> to think this all started on a lark. <laughs> what? 
I wasn't there for this. What are we talking about? Well, oh, you rejoined us shortly before we went and saw my dad. Yes. And that's where we found Melody. Yes, your uh, surprise extra sister. Yeah, my bonus sister. Your half-sister. Bonus. Bonus sister. No, see, I don't want to use that term. Because saying she's my half-sister implies that she's half my sister and then half, like, what? A stranger? A friend? That doesn't make any sense. She's either my sister or she isn't. Like, that's... I feel like that's a pretty binary kind of thing. So, Solinar, I cannot emphasize enough to you how much I consider my brother my half-brother as strongly as I can. Half-brother, half-elf. Well, half-brother, half-deer I mean, I wasn't person. talking about him specifically. I'm just saying if you want to start talking about half-sisters, then you got to start talking about half-orcs and half-elves. Yeah, yeah my sister is half-elf and half-a sister. <laughs> gee, gee, I wonder why I might not be keen on that terminology. I'm going with bonus sister, because I think that makes more sense. What's the stat block for a sister? <laughs> I mean, it could be sister. <laughs> sister? Question mark? That's what she is. She's a sister? And then we had, well, I mean, truthfully, the whole thing with Melody, we, we had the... The, the the saving the people from the boat. Oh yeah, there was the well. From we didn't. Me? No, we're not about. We're not talking about the orphanage yet. N- no, <laughs> the the ship that was going to go to the Boris Empire. We didn't. That save, Nell sent us on. We didn't save anybody on that. And well, you were there for that. By the time we got there, the ship was already completely empty and mostly destroyed. We kind of helped. We showed up at the the the. the camp afterwards that showing up places doesn't count as helping you can't be like kind of be that kind of seems like how we've operated for the past few months that's called being a spectator with i don't even think i would classify us as spectators we got there after everything happened what we're just fortunate that nell's other angels were also in the area and happened to be operating on that whole huh you know, now that we talk about that, there was mention of there potentially being a slaver ring in Tinkerhaven, and I don't think we encountered that at all. Maybe we were lucky and just didn't run into them? It's possible that uh, if we'd been a little bit different behaving in our ways, we might have encountered certain other peoples in our travels. I don't know. There's no sense crying over spilled milk, so I'm not going to worry about that. And then we went to Cinderdale, which was my childhood home, and there was the clothing that we got made, and while we were getting the clothing made, uh, we had that wrestling match to get rid of the levied bees for doing presentations in their town square boat i'm still not happy about that Look. and to be clear i'll never be happy about it <laughs> yeah i'm kind of with Coz on this one there was a big boat. misunderstanding we didn't we weren't aware of the local codes and ordinances you know you also could have not beaten up an old man 
He was asking for it. No, he wasn't. You <laughs> challenged him and said he was a coward. I mean, it's, it seems like it's certainly well within his rights to decline the challenge. You spent a huge amount of time trying to rally the crowd to peer pressure him. I mean, I don't know if it was peer pressure. Maybe it was pressure. But he always, he could back down. This sounds a lot like you avoiding accountability for this. The only accountability we need to worry about is making sure we have an account for enough money to help those orphans. Now, are you going to get with the program and help the orphans? Or are you going to, or am I hearing too many horses in here? Because there's a lot of naysaying going on. I beg your pardon? <laughs> Look, let's just fo- let's focus on being solutions oriented about, about this orphan situation. About this orphan situation that you caused, yes. Well, I, I will demur on my response. Good call. It was there that we learned that there was a bounty out for returning Melody alive. So that was exciting. Mm-hmm. And we've oh, got it, we've got most really of that. It would really grim if it was to return her dead. We've got... <laughs> Jesus. We've got most of that still because uh, I only gave about a third of it to the orphans that we caused a little later in our uh, recollection of how things went down. I think we need to find a new term to describe that group so we'd stop getting confused. Um, they should be the survivors. Survivors makes it sound worse, in my opinion, because it makes it sound like we were putting them in physical danger and not just their father who happened to be a, well, collateral damage. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that. The youth drifters. <laughs> We had all of that, and then we picked up and we headed towards Tinkerhaven proper, which I was not excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we had a lot of fun once we got there, though. Uh, oh, I thought it was a pretty fun time, too, I think. We went to that underground club. It was pretty cool. We saved a bear, and we also stronky won a donkey contest. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I had some delicious ribs. Yes, you did. Didn't everyone yes, have delicious did. ribs? No. <laughs> no, everybody did not. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I didn't have delicious ribs, unless you're talking about these, and Solinar kind of indicates his torso. I think there's just, like, a very uncomfortable silence. <laughs> these? Uncomfortable silence. I think Boat is still mad, Koza, about you interrupting his date? It wasn't a date. We were getting to know each other a little bit. How is that not a date? It's it's a distinction. You thought she was cute. Mm-hmm. You went to go get dinner to get to know one another better. Did, if, am I misreading what the definition is of that? You don't need to be so obsessed with putting labels on things. How... <laughs> journey is how I found out that I had a father and what money was. Labels are the only thing that keep me together at this point. Look, man, you start calling it a date, there's expectations. There were no expectations. We were just getting together for a chat over some coffee and ribs. You know, the expectation that you would get to eat ribs. Exactly. (laughs) That was my primary motivator. Yeah, sure. Um, Oh, and and after that, I was a I was a spy. Um, well, that was that was a 
while later, wasn't it? You're talking about sneaking into Lord Aethertwine's manor? Oh, no, no, no. It's it, when I, I snuck my way into Alyssa's hideout. Oh, you've, you've got your sequence of events all mixed up. You snuck into Alyssa's hideout after she robbed Boat before Boat and Alyssa went for coffee and ribs. Oh, oh, that's right. Okay. But he did ferret out her hiding spot. <laughs> yes. I'll be here all night, folks. Yes, he did. Well, and while Boat was off having coffee and ribs, uh, Johannes, Alita, and I went looking for Locke, and that's how we found out about the underground fighting ring in the first place. Coffee and ribs sounds like an improv troupe I don't want to go see. <laughs> also, it sounds like Boat needs just cups of Metamucil. Just so much of Metamucil. No, he'll just cast knock. <laughs> cast butt knock. <sighs> and then we went to the underground fighting ring and I punched a bunch of people and then uh, Locke and I were duking it out and then Koza, uh, your parents' guards, show it up. And we're going to try and drag us all back to Aberdeen. And then I came up with a solution. Yeah, solution to drop us into the sewer. Well, I mean, I got us out of that immediate problem. You know, sometimes you just have to deal with the issue that's in front of you and know that you got to get past that to deal with anything else. I would have rather dealt with the problem in front of us by inca incapacitating those guards with the help of all the other gladiators that surrounded us and not be trapped in the sewer with no weapons. We didn't know if we could trust those gladiators. There's no way to know they wouldn't side with Koza's family. Well, I, I was just glad to get out of there. Well, yes, I'm assuming that you were happy to not get taken back to Aberdeen. Um, uh, he, yeah. Oh, and then in the sewer there were those weird mechanical centipedal things. And Boat almost killed me by knocking me over one of them and into the water. I was a little bit shook from the fall. And from casting spells that shake the ground while we were subterranean. I feel like, I feel like maybe, just maybe, you should start working on concentrating. And maybe we need a teacher for this, but like concentrating the energy of your spells in very specific locations. I'm so extremely self-taught. So that you're not hitting everything around you and you're just hitting, you know, the one thing. Look, we've been over this, how this all started. I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, one day I woke up and there was magic where there hadn't been magic in places before, and I just had to had to figure out sort of the best way to handle it, so, you know. Should we, should we find somebody who can teach you? Maybe. You know, may, maybe that would be good. Maybe I could eventually become good enough that I might be able to call myself at least a certain fraction of myself a wizard. Or something like that. Like one-ninth, or...? Yeah, something like that. Okay. I'm 164th Dragonborn, I'll be one-ninth wizard. I'm trying to work out the math of how much of you Dragonborn is wizard, then. Fractions are hard. Oh, tell me about it. Well then, once we got out of there, we found out that the Copper Temple was down there. Yes, hence why Boat was calling it the Sewer Temple. <clears throat> the stink temple 
Um, Look, I don't think it was always a sewer. <laughs> just things tend to flow downhill. I think, I think it's just confirmation of that old theory that Tinkerhaven was built on top of another older city. Well, but, you know, Tinker Tinkerhaven's a very rich city, so it only makes sense that affluence sits atop effluence. <laughs> that was, you know what, that was well done. I, I was wondering where you're going with that setup, but I'm, I'm yeah, that was well done. Gabe, keep that that post joke discussion in there. <laughs> Yeah, one one clap from me, Gabe. Just a single one. Okay, so Alita's like writing all of this down on a on a piece of paper. We should sh- should we really include all of the weird uh, us kind of coming off as villain stuff? I mean, I think that's only honest to how we performed our duties. We keep talking about the ends justifying the means. Maybe Lord Alden will have something to say about that. Yeah, if you recall, Kosa and I had some thoughts on that. Fair. I mean, look, I'm just saying I don't like the idea of trying to lie to an ancient draconic being. I don't know what kind well, of magic Well, yes, he's literally... There. He is literally the deity I worship. I also would kind of like to not come off as... Um, how do I say this? Failing at my job of being your guide to the recovery of these relics? Um, I think we should just be honest. I'm supposed to keep you guys on the straight and narrow, not the uh, curvy and wide. Oh, and you say. I wouldn't mind the curvy and wide. <laughs> I feel like that's probably some kind of euphemism, and I'm not sure how. Oh, no, it's a me- it's a mephemism, all right. Uh, uh, what? I don't understand. It's fine. Move on. When you when you say you're supposed to be our guide, I always pictured that as more of like, I don't know, one of those booklets that tells you where things are and a little bit less of like, here is the strict set of rules under which this group will operate. Because if Lord Alden sent you out here to be a strict set of rules that all of us would operate under, he did a really bad job of preparing you for that job. Rude! I'm just saying. Look, you, the idea was that all of you were heroes, so you would act heroically. And so far, mostly that's Johannes. Were, were we heroes or were we just here? Uh, my understanding oh. was heroes because you're part of a prophecy to save the world. Well, we're certainly not theros. Guys, I think you're getting a little lost in the sauce with the nomenclature here. If you go underground, we could be Duero. Fun fact, that's technically the true plural for dwarf. Sauce, 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 <laughs> sauce. Well, because literally the next thing we did was uh, Koza, in searching for the relic, ended up sneaking into Lord Aethertwine's manor, disguised as some sort of sketch artist that Lord Aethertwine, I guess, was expecting? And then found out that the relic was there, found out some other magical artifacts were there, and then the two of you got out of there with all that info so that we could start planning a heist. Also, Koza, I've been incredibly impressed at your artistic prowess. I didn't know you drew so well. Oh, well, thank thank you. I'm glad it was helpful. It was incredibly helpful. Because that was how we 
we had we were able to recognize what the chalice was and everything because of the sketch that you did back at the shrine. Oh, that that's that's right. Yeah. Um. And I guess that's also how I got into Lord Aethertwine's manner. The wait, no, was that whose manner it was? Yes. But am I jumping too far ahead? Are we? No, I think that's the right time. No, we're about at the rat. That's where we. That's where we want to be. Why did we need to do the giant rat costume again? It throws people off base. It got us. It got us in there. You can't deny that. Oh, the rat costume. Sneaking in through the sewer is what got us in there. I think you just wanted to dress in a rat costume. I wanted to make an appearance that would shock people. A man. You guys, we are skipping over something, and I think I know why Boat's encouraging that. We're and talking about the rat. Well, you might want to talk about the rat because you don't, for some reason, want to talk about your dad. Oh yeah, dad's cool. Yeah, no, no problems there. He's uh, yeah, he's got a new relationship. Yeah, you you seemed a lot more flighty about your dad, both on your way on our way to and on the way back from the Copper Shrine. Look. We hadn't seen each other in a while, but we were able to reconnect. It seems like he's doing great. I really applaud him getting on with his life, moving out of that monastery. It was really stuffy and stodgy there. He's still a young man. He should get out there and, you know, sow those wild oats and such. Yeah. What? He moved on to a farm with his girlfriend. Oh. Ew. I thought you were saying something else. <laughs> Yeah, we I I almost completely forgot that, you know, after we got out of the sewers, we were like, oh, we got to go find the Copper Shrine. And then the Copper Shrine ended up being up near the monastery where you spent part of your childhood and where your dad was still living at the time. And then mm -hmm. we got to the Copper Shrine. There was nothing there, which was kind of upsetting. Yes, this all happened before we found out that it was at Aether Twine's house and the whole thing happened with the chaos that was that heist. Yeah, I... Solinar, is that how heists normally work? Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's terrible. Well, yeah, I, I didn't appreciate um, that you all set fire to the room that I was unconscious in. That was me, and that was my bad. <laughs> I remembered set fire if things are going wrong, but in reality... Setting fire uh, was a last resort, not a first thing to do when something doesn't go as planned, <laughs> such as a necromancer trying to cut open a body. Oh, um. that's actually a very valid point, Johannes. Uh, speaking of necromancers... Right. That's why uh, I try not to set fire to things as often as possible, even though I'm given matches in order to work the dumbwaiter. <laughs> Solinar's sword is haunted. We should probably mention that part. Oh, yeah. in that case, Solonar's sword is haunted. Spooky sword. Yeah, haunted with someone who literally tried to do this journey before us and died horribly. You know, Ooh. now that you mention that, I hadn't really thought about the fact that she'd done this adventure before us. We should have maybe asked her questions about, like, Emberlyn's weaknesses and things. Yeah, but we got stuff we I think if she knew, though, she wouldn't have died. Well, I don't know that. I don't she think she might have learned things since then. 
Also, I don't think she was the one that faced off against Emberlin. Wasn't that that one guy who just got freaking taken out with like one laser beam boat, you were saying? Yeah, that's exactly the phrasing that I used. He was taken out by a laser beam. <laughs> just baba canooshed. <laughs> <laughs> he got, he done got zapped. It's a hard knock life. Mm -hmm. Oh, I also made um, a new uh, um, friend at the uh, the party. That was really cool. Oh, yeah, the cute red dragon priest. Yeah, red, yeah. red dragon priest. Mm -hmm. Oh, red's a nice color. Yeah. Red's also the most powerful kind of chromatic dragon. Oh, Oh, so she's a powerful oh. dragon priest. Mm. I think you guys are missing the point here. Does that, does that make her kind of like a dragon priest princess? Or like, how does that work? No. Does... Does both becoming champion make him the king of wrestling? Yes. 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 Oh, okay. Bad, bad, bad analogy. <laughs> Got it. Um. It's literally okay. what it means. Uh, okay. Um, does, um, hold on. I'll think of something. Uh, okay. I'm coming up blank, but no, no, it doesn't make her a, pre a, a princess. It makes her, uh, very good at being evil. Oh, well, that, sounds that, like she's that's uh, rude. on an upward path. She's got mobility right in front of her. I mean, I she didn't seem evil to me. That's true. She was really nice to us. Well, yes, but she's also... Guys, the whole point of this journey is we're bringing back the metallic dragons to bring balance and order back to the world. The reason the balance has been thrown off is because chromatic dragons are selfish and greedy and mean and self-serving and violent and terrible and... You know? Well, Lord Alden's reclusive and mysterious and uh, filled with ancient wisdom... And you don't have, like, any of that going on, so, like... <laughs> you you want to try that again, Solonar? Well, what I'm saying is, like, maybe this red dragon priest isn't so much like the red dragons she serves. Because you don't... You know, I'm not when talking saw... to you anymore. I'm going to talk when... to... The boat and Koza and Johannes, and they can translate what I'm saying to you. This is the last sentence I'm saying to you, starting now. All right. Oh, I'm. I don't know. You might. I might be uh, way too close to some self-realization for a recap episode. Um. So I don't know if we should keep talking. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, they're not going to talk anymore. So. Uh... Since you're being ignored, Solinar, why don't you continue with uh, recapping our adventures? Well, I successfully stole both the cup and a red dragon priest staff that uh, we then accidentally killed one of the guard people. I guess it was a guard captain of Lord Aether Twine's Manor. And uh, we used his dead body as a prop in our staging, I guess, of the crime to be a dragon priest crime. And then we we made good our escape so that we could go to the temple. Hmm. Temple. I'm a little hazy on getting into the temple. I remember a lot of stuff there toward the end because there was a lot of adrenaline going on. 
It was under the clock tower in the middle of the town, but you had to go underground. There was like a big copper cylinder. Back to the sewers. <laughs> to the stink temple. <laughs> Stop calling it the stink temple! You know... That's sacrilegious! You know, I was giving you a hard time for dropping us into the sewers without our weapons, but thinking about it, I don't know how else we would have found the copper temple. It presumably had been down there for a long time, and I'd never heard anything about it. You know, I tend not to be an ends-justify-the-means kind of person, but, you know, every once in a while, every once in a while, the stars line up. Maybe you just didn't know what it was. Maybe nobody really knew what it was. Why would they have talked about it Maybe that didn't know what it was? Maybe the hand of fate was guiding us that whole time, and I was its agent and avatar. I mean, seeing that big cylinder underground, like, it, it made sense for positioning, because it seemed like it was a support column to make sure that the clock tower didn't, you know, suddenly sink into the sewers below it and then fall mm -hmm. over and destroy massive amounts of the infrastructure around it. So, I'm, you know, someday an archaeologist should come back here and really do a, an exploration of the, the underdark of Tinkerhaven, if you will. It would be interesting to know if that actually is a city down there. Mm-hmm. That would be a great setting for an adventure if somebody wanted to write it. If maybe there was, like, a thing that created a whole adventure on a single piece of letter-sized paper, or even a few pieces of paper to make a short adventure. Whoa, we need a map. Let's not get really weird about this. Like, why would anyone create an adventure out of a piece of paper? Papers are for writing on. Y'all are ridiculous. This is getting really meta, guys. <laughs> Hashtag patreon.com slash gobblesgrowlers. <laughs> well, so we got, we got into the temple. And it was pretty dark and lots of copper lining walls. And there was, oh gosh, what were the first things? There was that big bath, that really, really big bath. Why was that so close to the exit, you think? The bath? Water always finds a way out. Well, just like if I was going to be a dragon priest, right? and I was going to have a place where I was going to get naked and be in water, I probably wouldn't put it near the front door. I would, because then you could take a bath before you jump in bed, which is nice to be a fresh fresh fella jumping into some fresh sheets. Mm, you make a fair <laughs> a point, fresh, Johannes. A fresh fella. Yeah, because that way, when you jump into your sheets, you kind of feel that little squeakiness where it's like your skin's so clean and the sheets are so clean that you're almost like not touching them even though you are. And it's like, squeak, I'm here for bed. I'm all aboard the bedtime train. Choo-choo. Mentos, the fresh fella. Oh, when you take a bath and then you climb into a really nice bed that's got really nice sheets and you just kind of wiggle around oh. a little bit and it's like, whoop, 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 whoop. So squeaky You're on and corduroy warm. sheets or something. Alita, Alita kind of pauses. Guys, should I be including this in the letter to Lord Alden? Oh, no. Oh, definitely. Wait, well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely, yeah. Does Lord Alden need to know about nice baths and the sheets on nice beds? Because we didn't actually do that stuff. We didn't even. I'm sorry, did someone hear something? We didn't even take a bath. I require a translator if someone that doesn't exist is going to talk to me. Yeah, well, 
here's what the here's what the translation of the ghost said. Boo, spooky. Yeah, yeah. You're you're clearly hearing me because you're reacting to things that I'm saying. Oh my god, that towel moved. <laughs> this cart is haunted. So, we went through the temple, which was creepily abandoned and weirdly automated, uh, and super haunted. Yeah, lots of lots of screaming happening when we did things like destroy uh, large mechanical guard robots. Yeah, some things are haunted, like the house of that potion master shop, and some things are super haunted, like that temple. Well, it seemed like the source of that was the creepy, weird mask thing. I mean, ultimately, yeah. We should ask Lord Alden about this dragon piece that we got. We've gotten a few of them, haven't we? Uh, it's the first one I can think of. Every temple we've been to, there's been a piece like this. Has there? Well, there was one in Oshanvar that... that Eek had. Um, I'm glad to see you two have made up and are talking again. If this is important, we're in a bit of a pickle, aren't we? Well, we're going to encounter Eek again. I'm not really worried about that. How can you be so sure? <laughs> they might be dead. Eek is not dead. Eek was going to serve some kind of purpose for Emberlin. Emberlin probably wouldn't have killed them. They're probably fine. A lot of probably's in there. <laughs> Nothing in life the, is certain. I love the disposable way Solonar's talking about Eek. Like, once they've served their purpose, uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll run into them again. <laughs> Emberlin will grow tired of them. But no, there was one in the Copper Temple, one in the Brass Temple, and one in the Bronze Temple. What was the one in the Brass Temple? I don't remember this at all. No, there was. He starts, like, patting around on her clothes, trying to remember who had it. Well, it wasn't me. I'm pretty sure. I've got a bunch of limes. Do I have it? You always carry a lot of citrus, Johannes. It's important to not get scurvy on long journeys. I also have the memoirs of Bradley Chattingstinson and the copper butter knife, which I can use to spread lime juice on memoirs in order to keep the book cover from getting scurvy. Oh, and I've got this book of 101 party games. When we've got a little downtime, we should explore a couple of these. They sound like fun. Okay, so... What I have in this letter is defunded orphanage, made more orphans, burned down rich guy's house, got cup, used cup as key, went to very haunted temple, got copper relic. Sheets are nice when you have just taken a bath. Um, There wasn't anything up in there about my new friend. Koza met Red Dragon Priestess. Parentheses, she was really cute. Is that necessary for the letter? I think it's an important part of the facts. You left out the part about me being a really cool rat. And then also how we somehow managed to manifest a fictional character into the real world. (laughs) 
I still um, think it's weird that you chose a fictional character to be your world-famous detective. I didn't. I'm still at a loss as to how that happened. <sighs> okay. Was cute. Boat was a rat. Somehow manifested a fictitious person into reality. Didn't... Something else happened at the party. It's kind of nagging at the back of my brain. Nope, that's it. Dun dun dun. Dun oh. dun dun. Oh, that's <laughs> dun, right! Dun, dun, dun. But why do you oh. always do that when you think the conversation is over? You're thinking about the fact that I had uh, really good core strength because I practiced uh, my wall sits at the monastery. No, I think the issue was this weirdly suspicious and ominous blue dragon priest. Look, we've already talked about another dragon priest. And that, you know, we've talked about too many dragon priests. We talked about Emberlin. We talked about this red dragon priest. We don't need to give any more airtime to these dragon priests. And It's parchment, not air. Well, you have to move the pen through the air. Yeah, wonderful. And part of it will be weirdly suspicious blue dragon priest. Mm-hmm. She kind of, like, looks at Koza and Solinar. Parentheses, very handsome blue dragon priest. Parentheses. Oh, I didn't know you thought he was super handsome. I mean, he wasn't as handsome as the weird shirtless friend, but he is handsome, yes. Anyway. Damn luck and his Besides, if you're going to... If you're going to find the enemy attractive, then I should also notice when they have faces that are good. Oh, I think I get where you're coming from. We can kind of create like an alliance of sorts so that when we bring the metallic dragons back, it doesn't have to be all out war because all the priests will be making out together. No! No? Yeah, the makeout priests. It'll just be like a big box of crayons. No! No, this is... No! No, I cannot emphasize enough how that was not in my prophecy. Do you feel betrayed like they were the Judas priests? <laughs> I should write another letter. I, I, again, though, a suspicious blue dragon priest, parentheses, very handsome, and parentheses, seemed... A little weird about Boat? Well, wasn't Boat saying something about how it seemed weird the timing that the guy was born? Something like that? Boat's just looking around shiftily as this conversation <laughs> grows further out of his control. So, wait, the timeline... It, what Wasn't the theory that this guy might have been... Boat's son, um, I think, was it? I was going to try to say something like the schooner scion, but yeah, that, that works. His name is Tug. <laughs> uh, Boat uh, wants to look around. Like, where where are we right now? So you guys, as you've been con conversing, have been able to cross the river. You're near Underhill. Uh, after that, you're going to pass some of the hills between there and Cinderdale. What, what are our current surroundings? Trees, fields. A mm -hmm. path, a kind of grayish sky. It looks like it might rain. Okay. If, if we're near Underhill, do we see the uh, the river approaching? You just passed the river. Oh, I missed that detail. 
I, I don't know if Alden wants to know about all the drama with my friends where like Locke and Alyssa are both alive, even though I thought they were dead. And then Locke is trying to kill Alyssa. And I think Alyssa is probably trying to kill Locke. And like, obviously, I don't want them you, to kill each other. I don't know that we should interfere with Locke. Honestly, Alyssa seems like a bad egg. And Locke is right to desire vengeance. But I don't think that's very reasonable at all. I think, especially as we talk about trying to reduce the body count on our adventure, I think me protecting my friends, even if it's from each other, just makes sense. I just do not trust her, and I think her behavior was shifty. Well, yes, she is a master criminal. Her behavior's going to be a little shifty. That's kind of what she If she, she was does. a good criminal, she wouldn't be so obviously shifty. Maybe you guys can go back to not talking. <laughs> Anyway, let's sign that letter and get it uh, get it in the mailbox. Okay. Oh, we're sending it? I thought this was an exercise in our recollection so that when we saw Lord Alden, we could... Oh, well, what we, what we want to do is go ahead and send the notes there so we can't accidentally lose them. And then when we get to the Glade, uh, we'll just get them at the post office. We'll send them to ourselves at the post office and they'll hold them for us. Did you say the post office you can do in that? the Glade? Sure. I don't, um, I don't know that there's going to be post-delivery to a fairy wood. Oh, I hope there is. We could send them to Oakmel. That's true. We could send it to Oakmel. But first, I'm going to sign this one. Love, sincerely, and the kindest regards. Uh, hope you have a nice weekend, uh, hags, Johannes. <laughs> uh, and Dayquin is going to walk up and put his little paw print next to Johannes's signature. Mm -hmm. Heck yeah, good job, buddy. Oh, snap, we shouldn't have done that high five. Now I got ink all over my hands. You have a tiny uh, spot of ink on your palm. What do you mean that's my fault? You gotta wash your hands, man. I just oh, think I it's know. horrifying, the I, the implication that Dayquin's paws are the size of Johannes's hands, yet otherwise he is a normal-sized squirrel. <laughs> <sighs> It just the, the just the idea that reminds me of those like things where somebody will put a dog behind a table and the dog will be wearing a shirt with human hands coming out of it. <laughs> we also didn't talk about I like we kind of mentioned her in passing, but we didn't talk about our new best friend, Sophia Terrell, who let us stay at her townhouse for God so long. We just kept, like, showing up at her house and being like, we'll be sleeping here tonight. And she'd be like, okay. I mean, she, we did let her experiment on us. We did also exercise ghosts from her house. So there is that as well. Okay, so suspicious guy, mm -hmm. uh, copper relic, haunted sword, uh, friends trying to murder each other. Koza has a crush on a dragon priestess. What? Um, oh, put in parentheses, she's cute. A cute, parentheses, dragon priestess. Um, <laughs> the way you described that, you wrote a cute dragon priestess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Boat didn't get to eat ribs. No, he did not. Um, you know... Based on the conversations we've been having, I think Koza must think that Dragon Priestess is an angle. Because she is acute. 
That's an obtuse joke. is a co-production of Alpha Comics and Games with Goblins and Growlers. Our audio production and all original music composition is provided by Gabriel Perez. He can be found at Amethyst Audiomancer on Instagram. The voice of Alita and our DM for the podcast is Alex Smith. She can be found at Alpha Comic Games on Twitter. The voice of Charles Gravyboat Barnes is Brandon Dingus. He can be found at Way of Brandalore on Twitter. The voice of Eek and Koza are Chapman Adams. He can be found at What Are Birds on Instagram. The voice of Johannes is Alan. He can be found at The Dungeon Meowster on Instagram. And finally, the voice of Solinar is me, Josh Maltby, and I can be found at Black Cloak DM on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. I'm just a little, a li- little guard captain's boy oh what's this an anonymous but suspiciously large um bag of money out in front of my house that was formerly owned by my father who was murdered my dad who apparently was doing crime but (laughs) that package is so suspicious i don't know if we should open it Should we just slide it down into the sewer that is right next to our house? (laughs) Look at how suspicious this big bag is. It's so suspicious. It could be a bomb. I'm going to try to. Oh, it exploded into a bunch of money. Oh, no. Money explosion. (laughs) 